0: So I think I will. I'm crack, crack, crack it will
1: I wanna quack, quack, quack until I get the fill. Want to quack and feel a quack quack craze. Oh yeah. Don't taste this quack Hey everybody and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show doing things a little bit different. And I will explain why. One, we're not doing G.I. Joe. Okay, I hear you talking already. That's <laughs> not so different. We're doing Quack Pack from the Disney Channel. This is the one of the fo- many follow-ups to DuckTales. We'll get into it in a moment. Uh, but first off, let me just say, I am Ray Stekanis, and this is Knowing is Half the Podcast.
0: Well, you, that just threw off the rhythm. I did. Ooh, I did
1: it th- backwards on purpose to mess with you.
0: I don't care for that don't care if that it's all
1: well, now, do you have to say i am a double back is that
0: that's not how it works not how it works uh i am robert clark chan
1: and we are not joined by tv's gina Ippolito this week she had to go uh, uh leave the state for pressing business and we will leave it at that
0: she and... has uh got a uh business that presses pants
1: yeah okay that could I have mean, been a better said.
0: constructed joke i was really just kind of winging it i i just thought i'd I'd jump, and the the words would come into my head. They didn't.
1: You know how many times I've been there before, Chan, myself? Yeah, yeah. Never. It's always fully formed in my head the second I think of it. We are joined by America's favorite stepmom. Back after a long time away. It's been too long since this individual has been on the show. And a more recent episode we just uh, played. Uh, What was that episode, Chan? The one we pulled out? The... uh... Was oh my star gosh blazers
0: no no star yeah. blazers uh,
1: it was star blazers that this particular person was our third on it because it came from that period of time you may remember her as again tv stepmom it is eileen mary o'connell welcome back to the show
2: hello my grading voice can like i you say
1: grading like
0: they don't listen to me every week what are you talking about <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I, you're
2: I, not a woman. <laughs> I'm dead.
0: The, the, fair, fair. I appreciate that you uh, uh, know podcast etiquette, that uh, the guest isn't supposed to talk until they're, like, actually introduced. But also, this is Ray. And so when he takes 10 minutes to introduce you, you can just jump right in.
2: I'm not going to lie. I was just enjoying my beverage during that oh. whole time. I don't and really I, like, I snickered. Like, it might have been caught in audio. Like, a couple, of, like, ha-ha. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what? That's more than I usually get on this show, so that's yeah.
2: great. I know. I'll take her. That's, that's
0: our benchmark.
1: And Eileen, of course, uh, um, in more recent news, you are freshly married.
2: I am off the market. I'm take no longer. I'm no longer an unclaimed treasure. I'm a claimed treasure. I'm property because this is a patriarchal <laughs> society. And I did take my husband's last name legally, but my. Eileen Mirocana O'Connell still my LLC.
1: I mean, look if we tried to if we tried to refer to you as uh, Eileen Mays on the show, first off, everyone would get very confused.
2: Yes, like, they'd be like, oh. "Who's this? This is not a person that's had like viral Mariah Carey tweets. This <laughs> doesn't sound like a person like Space Jam. This like sounds like a person that uh uh, uh goes through a maze in Halloween.
0: This is the that's kind of right. person who would have married Billy Mays.
2: Yeah. Well, no, that but, uh,
1: wait, wait. Well, who wow. among us wouldn't marry Billy Mays? That he guy is. was a treasure,
0: mm.
1: uh,
2: very much a treasure.
1: I'm
0: more a ShamWow guy, so you
1: know. <laughs> uh, I'll be honest. That's I true. would marry Billy Mays over Vince's uh, offer in in a heartbeat. That guy yeah. was that guy was no good.
2: You know what's that? Huh. Pool pool. no good
1: for you. Uh, <laughs> but I want a shirt. I like a bad boy. <laughs> oh my gosh! And I, of course, of course, had the uh, Mays. Uh, you know, we call it corn. A joke Mm -hmm. in the chamber, but then I realized nobody wants that.
2: I do. It's (laughs) attention.
0: Also, nobody wanted your Oppenheimer joke either, and yet you put it on all of us. You got commissioned art made.
1: Yes, I did. Listen, so, okay, I think the Oppenheimer joke, uh, because of course, Oppenheimer, a movie in theaters about J. Robert Oppenheimer. Mm -hmm. The guy who invented the nuclear bomb. Also, uh, as affiliates with this show would know, uh, Skeletor was voiced by a gentleman named Alan Oppenheimer. So I've been making Skeletor Oppenheimer jokes right and left as much as I can, including on this show. Did I have a meet with Jordan Monsell when he was uh, judging the Who Would Win show a week ago? And did we have a conversation the day after we recorded where he just blazed out very quickly? Oppenheimer poster but with Skeletor holding the hat and Castle Skull blowing up behind him and it says Alan Oppenheimer uh, yes yes in fact we did that and I put that in the world I paid real world money to make my vision come true how many of you can say that
2: wow I zoned out I was enjoying my beverage again
0: I was just thinking about my butthole
1: Oh, are we going to talk about that, Chan? Before we get started, is this another thing you want to talk about, or do we want really don't in? need to halfway just, through the conversation? Like you pre- brought pre- it pre- up. Through.
0: I was just thinking of things that I would rather uh, think about than you uh, coming up with dumb jokes. And uh, that's that's where I was. All All right, let's work. introduce
1: the show before real we get it. I know you, Chan, you want to talk about this so bad. I
2: didn't know about this butthole because during like the pre-show chatter, we were talking and they mentioned Robert's butthole, and I was like, okay, what is this about? And I was like, wait, save it, save it for the recording, so I could be surprised. <laughs> so it like Christmas Eve, and I don't want to wait. <laughs> we have a.
1: For those who uh, probably would understand, we have a group chat of myself, Robert Clark Chan, and TV's Gina Ippolito. And I woke up the other morning with a long paragraph message from Chan in this thread. Oh, no. And it says, hey, guys, (laughs) I really shit the bed last night. No, no, literally, I apparently got sick from my kid and partner, and when I woke up this morning, the entire bed was filled with cold diarrhea.
2: Oh, my God. Cold and diarrhea? That means it was are there for a while. Yeah,
1: yeah he was mm-hmm. in it for a while. And the thing is, as my wife pointed out to me, you understand he doesn't need to tell you these things. I <laughs> wouldn't say these things in that chat. I would hide that as hard as I could. But I understand Robert Clark Chan a little bit better than the average person. And I understand that not only does he absolutely need to put that in that chat, he needs to talk about it on this show so you might want to fast forward a couple minutes if that makes you uncomfortable in fact more like 20, 20 minutes, Sam. Will that yeah, be enough?
2: Take, like, take a second, everyone. Go like cook yourself some brown rice. No, go
1: make a beverage. Go make a beverage. make
2: a beverage. I highly, I'm having, I'm having um a uh, whiskey ginger, but with zero calorie ginger ale. So the Delicious. only calories mm. are in the Jameson. It's nice. Is this nice. Canada Dry uh, cool. zero
1: calorie or a different brand? It
2: is. It is Canada Dry. It's our favorite yeah, it's in this house as well. Here. I did not, I didn't have a lime on deck, so it's going Mm. limeless, but I wish I had a lime, but it's in a festive glass, so.
1: Okay, makes up for it. So, Robert Clark Chan, here's the deal. The floor is yours. Tell your story.
0: I mean, here's the thing. (laughs) I almost immediately, well, once I got cleaned up and everything like that. I don't even want
1: to know you got cleaned up first. I think messaging us comes before cleanup. Eileen, back me
0: up
2: oh uh, i think either before or during like if you're on okay, okay.
0: here's the thing <laughs> i got up i got up and i was like whoa um which of course woke up my partner and i are like okay we, uh, what's going on oh geez okay uh and as we're trying to figure this out i'm like whoa okay i'm, I'm just gonna go into the bathroom here i'm gonna you know turn on the shower and like because i am yes like
2: Covered in shit
0: Bottom bottom down just covered in shit A little baby uh, And then they're like Oh my are you dripping oh, And I went no. I, I turned that around so and bad. I looked I regret
2: everything about this night were
0: <laughs> little Poopy footprints where indeed I was no. dripping Because I was just covered And uh We uh had to do some uh, Fortunately Fortunately we have a steam cleaner, uh, we have enzyme cleaners, all sorts of things because we're parents and this is a thing that is totally normal now. Not on the scale, mind you. Normally, <coughs> the thing that is doing this to the bed is, you know, uh, a sixth my size. But, sure. uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but basically, yeah, it was it was a horror show. And I thought to myself, you know What? I am at a place in my life because when when this uh, uh, may or may not have happened to me in my early twenties, when I was drinking heavily, and you know you you fall asleep and you wake up, and you're like, oh wow, that wasn't great. I sh- uh, I probably should have drank a little less. Um, you know, you, you you cover that up. You, mm-hmm. you you know, sneak it down to the uh, laundromat and you you wash the sheets and you pretend it never happened. But now I'm at a point in my life where I'm like, you know what? the human body is a disgusting thing, and we should embrace that. I am at an age now where I don't have any shame about this, and again, also, I have cleaned up so much of my child's crap. Yeah, Literal yeah. crap. And you, you, you have, you,
2: you're a cat owner, so you've dealt with animal crap, too. You Just know crap, what? Crap, crap all the place.
0: I've had diarrhea cats, uh, and that was worse than this. That's so- <laughs> Uh, I had cat's diarrhea on uh, the uh, hand-knitted afghans that my grandmother had given me.
1: Oh, my God. And
0: uh, that was rough.
1: Oh, I used to have this...
0: a a laundry basket pee cat. Ooh, that's oh. rough. But
1: he'd only do it when they were clean laundry in the that basket.
0: cat hated you. Whatever he you did. did to him. He did. That was intentional.
1: That was that was many moons ago, but that was uh,
0: that mm-hmm. cat lived
1: in the basement because we didn't want to just get rid of him, but no one liked him. Oh, <laughs>
2: And now you're that cat.
0: Yeah, so now
1: I am literally that well. cat. Yeah, I'm here in the garage. <laughs> now that you mentioned it. Words are hurtful, Eileen. <laughs> okay. Only when now, they're true, Ray. I I welcome back everyone who fast forwarded to this point.
2: <laughs> I hope your beverage was good. I hope your brown yeah. rice was good. It's good for the butthole. Yeah, I may need to keep some track.
0: Nice stewed curry with that. A nice brown <laughs> curry. Yeah,
1: curry. Yum, yum, yum. Mm. That's a lot, of, it's a lot of ramen. Um we're talking about a show called Quack Pack that I only very loosely knew even existed before this. And in first off, this is a Disney show. This is this is a DuckTales sequel. If whether it is or not, it is. And In true Robert Clark Chan fashion, we've talked about this on the show before, when we get a property we've never been on the show before, me and Gina like to often say, hey, let's do the first episode, let's do the pilot episode, let's really (laughs) see where we're going here. Robert Clark Chan likes to say, what if we took the very last episode they ever made and start with that one? And that's who won today. This is episode, what, 39 out of 39.
2: 39 out of 39. (laughs) Feats
1: of Clay. Feats of Clay, ladies and gentlemen.
2: And the show was on for less than a year, so they packed a lot in. You
1: could say they quack-packed a lot in. Wow!
0: Mm, No, we wouldn't say that. You could
1: say that. I mean, it's an
0: option. I
2: mean, you just did. Feel free
1: (laughs) if you want to. Try it on. See if it fits. I like having Eileen on the show. I I had forgotten how much much joy this show is when people are laughing at what I'm saying. (laughs) Y'all, this is going to be a good episode. I have a feeling. (laughs) Anyway, this is Quack Pack, part of the Disney afternoon. This is after the uh, success of things like Goof Troop, uh, etc., and yeah, final episode Nobody here we know. go. <laughs> and the intro. Let's hear a little bit of the intro. The people at home about 20 minutes ago got to hear this. Uh, let's hear it for ourselves because this is just extreme 90s Huey Dewey and Louie. <laughs> Like you could literally see them riding skateboards and drinking Surge Cola. <laughs> like this is cra- Like this is what if we reimagine Ducktales? Uh, take Scrooge out of it, add Donald back in, and have Huey, Dewey, and Louie be fifteen-year-old fuckboys.
0: <laughs> I, Tell me uh, where the lie is. You're
2: referring me, you're to not spe- wrong.
0: specifically the music, it is nineties in a way that I find truly atrocious because it's trying to call back to like a sort of 50s sound you know like oh kind of a retro rock and roll thing with like some modern twists like a little guitar in the background going wow, and it just sounds dire (laughs) Uh, there's the record scratch and just all of it is the worst
1: um and the cool thing is you can't see it visually because this is a podcast but like that neon uh, that you remember from the 90s is all over the place. <laughs> you know the neon I'm talking about. Oh, oh yeah, do. it's in there. Oh, it's in there.
2: It made me crave, like, going to Burger King and getting, like, a Burger King Kids Club meal.
0: <laughs>
1: legitimately. Now, I I didn't know a lot about this show going in, and as soon as I recognized, like, that they we aged up Huey, Dewey, and Louie, we gave them all th- all three of them, the douchiest haircuts we possibly could.
2: Y'all had like Bieber hair, bef- like years before Bieber was yes. even winning.
1: Yes. A hundred- Did this Bieber
2: is- rip off the quack
1: pack? <laughs> this is, cr- it's crazy to me. You know, they all three have a unique style and they're all douchey.
2: Yeah, they're all douchey. They all want their individualism, but they're douchebags.
1: <laughs> Every single one of them. These boys would not call you the next day. None of them would
2: no no and they would probably and they make would... fun
1: of you for even even going there
2: mm-hmm. but they'd be like I've never felt this close to anyone before and, then, <laughs> and they're like no Susan's like a sister to me and then <laughs> I guess you want to fuck your sister <laughs>
1: gross um yeah this is and so this particular episode and I under as soon as I saw what was going on I said okay <laughs> Robert Clark Chan picked the very last episode of Quack Pack, but I also understand why this specific episode stuck out, and that's because we're, we're going to China, everybody. We're going to China, <laughs> and we're going to experience some China.
0: Yes. Oh, yes. Very authentic Chinese culture. I mean, look, <laughs> it doesn't take much to just photocopy some fucking Chinese and put it on the signs. You don't have to make up gibberish. You don't. It's unnecessary. It's, <laughs> Look, China,
1: China truly is a land of enchantment, uh, it, it, especially back in 1996 when the show came on. We didn't know as much about China. It was sort of like a new thing, even though it had been, you know, it had started opening up to the West at this point.
2: Mulan hadn't even come out yet.
1: So then, you know, what? how, how do we have a chance, right? There's no but chance. I, I could understand watching this, that this isn't what China is all about.
2: I thought oh, it was a documentary about China. Oh
1: boy. It's
0: not full of magicians.
2: Actual sorcerers. <laughs> actual Humans sorcerers. and human sized ducks.
0: I, uh, there's something about, and I don't know what it is because like, I read old Carl Barks uh, duck stories and they're really fun. And they're just crazy and all sorts of, uh, insane things happen, but I feel like there's like a sort of internal consistency to them. Uh, whereas this just feels like then some stuff happens, then some other stuff happens. Hold on, and- say, hold on. You buried the lead. Do you say Karl Marx wrote Ducktales?
1: Karl Marx, the fa- the father of modern Marx. socialism, also did a side gig writing for Disney. Swear what to God, it's like me-
2: a hurricane here in socialism. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't work. Okay. Oh, it's fine. I'm married. It's fine.
1: <laughs> um yes. So I'm sorry, Chan. So i yeah, th- that just blew my mind. I didn't know Karl Marx had written uh DuckTales. So I'm sorry, keep if going. If
0: you get that illustrated, I'm gonna punch you.
1: Oh, I wasn't gonna, but I might now.
0: I mean, here's the thing. I'm sure it's already been done. <laughs> <Didn't> find out. <laughs> Stop Googling. <laughs> Keep going with the recap. I have things to do. So
1: the open and and looking back on it, now that I know what I know about this episode, the episode opens with the Chinatown cops, which I thought were, I I didn't know we were in China. I thought we were in like Chinatown in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. um, Because I mean, I was like, well, they wouldn't possibly put an episode in China proper. Like that'd be outrageous. No, no, no. I was wrong. These are the actual China cops. Is that what they're called? That sounds terrible.
0: Yes, that's because it's wrong.
1: Okay, and I'm as wrong as this episode. Racist. God damn it! Uh, sorry uh, to the People's Republic of China. Um, there's a bag that they the, the the police officers are chasing around. Somebody, a shadowy figure, who drops a bag in a in a a, a, a a loot bag in a trash can, and then they he goes and retrieves it later as they're chasing around. They get to a dead end, and there's a pile of dust. And they say, well, he's gone. I don't know what happened. He got away. And now that I know what I know about this episode, that doesn't make a lick of sense.
0: Oh, you know what? It actually does make sense to me. I uh, I, I was nonplussed and I just ignored it, basically. I was like, all right, well, there's the bad guy and they're doing something, whatever. Um uh, the the terracotta warrior stole the thing, dropped it into the garbage can and then turned to dust. So the cops were like, what's going on? I, and then uh, Su Ling came and snuck and grabbed the bag. OK, the cops okay. were like, oh,
1: didn't see that. So that's the not part bad. that confused me, though, because they show the silhouette of the terracotta figure and it's wearing like a trench coat and like a fedora or something. Mm-hmm. Why would it be doing that?
0: Uh, because it has bad uh, sartorial taste.
1: When it's dressed the same way I dressed in high school, I know there's a problem.
2: Yeah. You dressed like that in high school?
1: Shut up, Eileen, maybe.
0: (laughs) I mean, who among us didn't wear a trench coat in high school?
1: Can I tell you, I, uh, it was, this is going to sound terrible, but um, uh, 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 the trench coat mafia people who did all those terrible things back in the 90s. Made it so I didn't feel right wearing trench coats anymore, even though it was my favorite thing to wear circa 1995.
2: Oh, my God. Uh,
0: you know, the messed up thing that I just found out, uh, the trench coat mafia was a thing in Columbine. They had nothing to do with the shooters. Like, the, didn't they? like the media sort of like associated them because they're like, oh, trench coats, bad, yeah, spooky, goth kids. They had nothing to do with them. I had no idea that was the case. So trench coats got a real raw deal.
1: Oh, I was vindicated. I had no idea. I could have been Mm -hmm. enjoying trench coats all this time.
0: You really shouldn't. No, that's bringing it back.
1: Eileen.
2: Oh man, I have trench coats, but mine are colorful and cute.
0: Mine are dark uh,
1: like my heart.
2: They're not, (laughs) they're not
0: Los Angeles attire.
2: Because
0: (laughs) you do not not want to burst into flames.
1: Yeah, that's no good. Also, can I, can I tell you? Okay, this is a story. So oh, around this time, it was 1995, maybe early 96. Mm-hmm. So Good it was year. Columbine. Yes. And we I was part of a uh, the choir. I was part of a choir group at my college. I was part of their singers. I had to do it for a year for my major as a musical theater bachelor of fine arts person. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. And I had to travel with them during spring break of 1996. We went to New York City. Oh, to New, New York City. York and we were City? singing... Yeah, between Ohio, no, yeah. New York and back, we sang at a bunch of like churches and all this other stuff. It was kind of churchy shit. Don't worry about that. And uh, no, uh, we got to New York City. I'm there in a place called Trump Tower in 1996 wearing oh, my. my trench coat uh, and like shorts. <laughs> don't worry oh. about that. Oh no. That oh, oh, was that kid. Sure.
3: Listen. Already <laughs> burst
1: all your bubbles. Um, So I'm walking around and I'm just like, I'm just like oblivious. I'm just like walking around, wandering, staring at things. Trump Tower in 96, a lot of shit to see. It was sort of like an indoor mall almost, you know? And so I'm walking around and all of a sudden two of my friends from the choir run up to me and they're like, dude, have you not, are you totally oblivious? And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, okay, two things. One, there's two security guards that have been following you for the last like 20 minutes. Oh no. (laughs) And two, Donald Trump and his entourage literally just walked right in front of you like a minute ago.
2: So, wow, what I learned is this: America,
1: time travelers, <laughs> 1996, raise spring break, follow me around. There's your shot. That's all I'm trying to say. There's your shot. Okay.
2: Wow. I
0: feel like there are many shots that one could take unless you're suggesting that their shot was to frame you for his murder in 1996.
1: I assume that's how it goes down.
0: I see. Okay.
1: I'll take the bullet for history is what I'm trying to say. I'm offering myself uh, as a sacrifice.
2: Wow. That's very
1: uh,
3: heroic.
2: Yeah. It's very noble.
1: (laughs) Knowing what Mm -hmm. I know now, what did the world really lose? You know, I would say net plus. If we lose knowing his half the podcast, but gain a better president in 2016. I feel like <laughs> if
2: that happened, I'd still be talking to Robert tonight about his butthole. So you're I think right. nothing
1: would change Probably in that regard.
2: Else mm. Nothing else mm. would change.
1: Nothing yeah. would change at all.
0: It would be uh, Tommy Bechtold here instead of you. It would be no. Tommy.
1: And I feel bad that Tommy took such a decline. Um, <laughs> sorry, Tommy. That's, you know, unfortunately, that's the way history works. But... Um, <laughs> Anyway, we're talking about Quack Pack, and we start hitting all the hits right away. First off, they call it the Far East, which is delightful. Some would
2: say
0: <laughs> at least they didn't call it the Mysterious Orient or call anybody Orientals.
2: Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I can't say it. <laughs> we
0: have
1: because you know, uh, Asian culture still very new in '96. That is not uh, true. Uh, Mulan, hey, like. no, 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 I'm
2: out. Yeah. Thank you. Asian culture.
1: I'm sorry, Chan. Let me reframe. Asian culture to suburban white people had Uh not made the mainstream yet in 1996.
0: Oh my God, what is wrong with you fucking white people?
1: Look, I'm not saying this is a good thing. I'm saying that there's a way that history worked and that's how it happened. So we have the requisite, no one knows how to use chopsticks and we're making it a thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. On, On the list of offenses of this cartoon, that's way down the list. (laughs) where do the the fork chopsticks
1: rank on as far as your list goes
0: i mean that's some that's some gimmick shit you can buy that in any like uh cheap ass oriental trading company you know website you can
2: what am i doing we hit our one chinese restaurant in my hometown they had that for like like the little kids
0: there you go
1: um and this (laughs) is where we meet the the quack pack equivalent of a hot asian lady who ends up turning out to be like how old is she 13
0: i have no idea but it was very
1: uncomfortable Mm
0: -hmm. like i understand given the time why and and like kudos to them for not like laying everybody with like a heavy chinese accent or whatever um but i feel like with this character they really went way too far the other way because you there was no indication that she was Asian in any way. Like her eyes were very, you know, just like normal ass Disney uh, yeah, characters. Just
2: Disney. She just looked like a Disney character.
0: Yeah. So I was like, she is did. she just like a white lady? Her or... skin was a little darker and
1: her dress was a little Asian. And that's as far as they wanted to go.
2: But for most of it, she was wearing like athleisure before athleisure existed. Yeah. Fair. Fair. And I was like, I would wear those. I'd wear <laughs> her today. Well, leggings and a loose t-shirt with some <laughs> strappy straps.
1: You, you've described all my outfits here in the year 2023. As well. I know
2: we always borrow each other's clothes. It's Constantly,
1: it's crazy that we're somehow the same size.
3: Meaning <laughs> you you're talk much about...
1: taller than me. Okay, you got you got to cuff the do legs, not but that's flatter it. you, that's Ray. It. What's that, Jen?
0: The strappy straps do not flatter. <sighs> Says you, sir.
1: Um, her name is Sue Ling, and. Uh, The first lesson I learned about this, other than that chopsticks are hard, is that harassing women on the street works. Mm -hmm.
2: Write this down, gentlemen. It works. You heard it first.
1: Put it in your incel playbooks because Huey starts just like going for it and he keeps going for it and then just keeps appearing and slinging dick at her. And then finally, she literally says out loud, you know what? I can't even, I'm just, I'm tired of saying no. I'm just going to say yes to you. And now I understand the incel movement of 2023. They were taught when they were very young that this shit works. I guess so. I don't know. Now, plot wise, we understand why it works. But again, we don't know that right now. That message is
0: lost. Uh... Yeah, yeah, uh, I, yeah. I mean, this is one of those things where uh, the the plot is moving these things in this way because it wouldn't make any sense for her to just uh, pick random uh, white American duck to do this th- to be the patsy here. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, whatever. It's just there's something about. 90s action adventure cartoons um that is very much not for me and i so i sort of feel a little weird being like this is bad cuz like i'm sure that there's someone this is for it just doesn't it doesn't uh, ring any of my bells
1: chan here's the deal all action adventure uh, uh cartoons up until i don't know what recent year were all written from the perspective of white people white young men all of it johnny quest <laughs> look at it look at haji for god's sakes you're going to tell me this shit was not obviously it was okay like all of it was written from that perspective so when things are not understood it's because in white culture those things were not yet understood for example chopsticks in the year 1996 right And I don't know what year, potentially, that changed. I don't know that it has changed.
0: I'll tell you something. One of the reasons why I have uh, a deep and abiding love for Panda uh, Express is because that is one of the few places where I could ask for a pair of chopsticks and get them. Interesting. To this day,
1: Mm -hmm. it's still a
0: hit or miss. That's crazy to me.
1: That's crazy. Uh, but, But Robert Clark Chan, look, I... Eileen, if I may speak for you for a moment.
2: Oh, please speak for me.
1: We're very white. We're very white people. Mm -hmm. I need you to please, uh, uh, as best you can, uh, given uh, you come from a differing background, are there powerful sorcerers walking the streets at all times? Is that a a common thing I need to know about?
2: Um, As much as I wish that there were powerful sorcerers walking the streets at all time, I have yet to see any.
1: Interesting. Okay.
2: I've looked. Believe I've Ve- me, I've looked.
1: <laughs> I've been to Vegas, and they were not as powerful as this guy.
2: Yeah. Well, Vegas is more like sleight of hand. This is more um...
1: Yeah. But- I need I need a history lesson here.
0: Um, Until, I would say about um... Oh, 1997, 1998. Yes, they were powerful sorcerers with wow. good and bad. Wandering the streets oh. of China. You know,
2: wow. I was so young. I'm younger than you guys. I was in elementary school learning about mm. dinosaurs. Yeah.
0: Uh, dinosaurs, weirdly, uh, didn't exist in China. Wow. Oh. Yeah, too many wizards.
2: Wow. That makes yeah. a lot
0: of
1: sense, actually, that if you does. really think about it. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, this is where we find out that they're in the city of Wonton,
0: which... Oh, <laughs> boy. Oh,
3: boy. <laughs> well... I and mean, here we are
0: yeah there was there was me going like okay this isn't this this is bad but not real bad uh the the signs with uh, with with gibberish Chinese was a real big black mark but I was willing to let it slide and then they hit me with wonton I'm like nope, oh, I'm a I'm done
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh yeah that's the thing uh, and then uh, he's uh, Huey's gifted a marble. But as Sue Lang reminds him, not
0: everything is as it seems.
2: Mm -hmm. She says that multiple times.
0: A lot of times. Which, considering that she's trying to dupe him, not real smart on her part.
1: She does a lot of real not smart things in this episode, given Mm. her plan. Spoiler (laughs) alert, she's the bad guy. I'll say it. I'll say it right now. I'm going to let the cat out of the bag. (laughs) Should have been obvious. Uh, the other question I have is there, there, there's very few things that I know about China, and I'm just going to be open about that, right? It's, it's, it's a wonderful place. Uh, there's a lot of culture, and I, I have nothing bad to say about uh, China whatsoever. The one thing I do know about China is, though, that there are over 1 billion people who live in China. Why are there, is there no one else out in any of the streets in this episode of Quack Pack? It seems desolate. This seems like downtown Gary, Indiana. Um,
0: well there's two options one is there was a massive population boom in the early 2000s and uh the population skyrocketed from like you know like a hundred million to you know a billion just (laughs) could be could be 10 years the other is that uh they could not afford to add more people in the animation
1: this is my question this is animation you don't have to hire anybody you
0: can just put people there. Ray, you have to draw the fucking people. That's well, what animation I, is.
1: Look, I know what animators get paid. And uh, sir, that's not a big ask.
0: Here's the thing. Uh, like, I, I remember when we watched like gummy bears, I was like, holy shit. The animation on this is really good. Yeah. And uh, one of y'all's, you're know, like, clued me in like no they they put a lot of money into gummy bears they they wanted to have this like afternoon block and they really went all out to make it look good this is like some fourth fifth generation shit like at this point they're just cranking it out almost deke style like they do not give a fuck
1: and yeah adventures of the gummy bears ran for six seasons starting in 1985 and the animation at that time ducktales included uh, dark duck even excellent
2: mhm-
1: what happened by ninety six I mean I know Disney likes money and they uh, associate themselves with quality i Eileen, you're my Disney head here What happened
2: oh um uh i'm gonna guess that they were um so it's nineteen ninety six uh, the McDonald's play place is like the place to be, and they all got mm. stuck in the ball pit.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah. These are my own
2: 1996 experiences.
0: No, that makes sense.
2: Yeah.
0: All the animators like went to go get a Happy Meal. Uh, they were real excited yeah. about the toys, and they just mm. they all got stuck in the ball pit. Mm-hmm. I forever. just
1: I just realized um, I'm looking at Disney movies from around uh, this time. One year later was when Disney put out the the Flubber movie. Oh! Now I think I understand.
2: It was all towards that Flubber because Flubber had really good three D animation on that Flubber guy.
1: Uh, we all listen. We all love Robin Williams. Okay.
2: All right. Yes. We,
1: we we and I'm looking at. Okay, here's the list: Pocahontas and a Goofy movie had just ah! come out.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that was 1995.
2: Sorry i make whenever i hear a goofy movie Uh, i just get so
1: excited we just got and i don't with the muppets owned by disney at this point muppet treasure island came out in 96 the live action remake of 101 dalmatians animated
2: close
1: starting close the animated hunchback of notre dame was a bomb okay we're hitting Bomb,
2: it was the bomb to i me. hated
1: that movie
2: <laughs> i love that movie oh my god that was such a good movie are you kidding me the oh. music the angst i had a really cool i had a i had like a model of the whole notre dame cathedral made by disney and like a quasimodo and the toy had like trap doors it was so cool it's
1: kind of excellent yeah yeah the thing is Notre Dame made just literally just one hair over one hundred million dollars. Uh, oh, I don't know what that is in today money, but it made less than the one hundred and one Dalmatians live action reboot by thirty six yeah, million Glenn dollars.
2: Close. I mean, I fair just enough. Really the trailers to that were like Glenn Close is in this movie, and I was like, okay, I know Glenn Close is now in seven.
1: Here are the two movies in a row from Disney uh, that happened between James and the Giant Peach. Not bad. Not bad. I'm not not gonna bad. That one. was
2: me when I was a child, but I like it now.
1: And Flubber, the two movies that they made in this same time period, First Kid with Sinbad
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: as a Secret Service agent protecting the president's son, and then the next one, Mr. Magoo with Leslie Nielsen in 1997. I remember that! <laughs> Thankfully they came out with uh, Airbud and Hercules soon after and 97 oh. took off. So
2: you're listing all the greats. Airbud is amazing.
1: <laughs> this is a a wild uh, memory lane. My point is, Disney was a little lost at this point.
2: I disagree. I feel like they found something and who they found was me.
1: You know what? <laughs> you're right. I take it all back. That is a fact. Um so we, moving forward we find out that Huey, Dewey, and Louie are in China for a reason. Okay. And that reason is that Donald Duck, and is that Daisy, or is that a different female duck who looks exactly
0: like Daisy?
2: You know, that's what I was thinking, too. I'm not sure.
0: Let's just say it's Daisy and not bother I, to look it up on Wikipedia.
2: He got first, no answers. The sounded like other versions of Daisy, so I'm going to say, yes, it was Daisy.
0: She
1: did. Without
2: looking did. it up.
1: Daisy is a essentially like a 60 minutes. Television newscaster, reporter,
0: correspondent. Yeah, it's
1: a correspondent doing packages.
0: It's Daisy. She's a reporter.
1: Okay, she's doing packages, and that's why everyone's there because Donald Duck is somehow her cameraman. That's his job right now.
2: Good for him.
0: He's not good at it. (laughs) I would argue he's actively bad at it. It doesn't. I um, like seeing what he because, yeah, he's fully incompetent. So why does he have this job? He's stupid the reporter. I don't Clearly. know if that's a uh, an ethical breach or it's just, you know, basically uh, uh, favoritism. She got him a job, even though he's terrible at it. Yeah.
2: But, you know, I in college interned in a news agency and I've seen worse. OK, Fair. I believe you.
0: <laughs> uh, given like other things that we've seen in this nineties era cartoon, I very much believe that uh, all of that sort of stuff is just sort of built in there. Like, yeah, it's totally normal for, her, you know, for the cameraman to be boffing the reporter. I don't know. <laughs> Send him out on a uh, tour. Who cares? I like it. All right. Yeah. Um, this
1: is where we meet um, the alleged villain of the episode, the doctor of science. What do we call this guy? He's like a museum curate curator. His name is Dr. Wu, Dr. Wu in charge of the Chinese museum. Uh Uh-huh. Dr. Wu, ladies and gentlemen.
0: This is fine. He's
1: a little cranky and we are supposed to dislike him. Mm. I know immediately he became Robert Clark Chan's favorite character.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Despite having worn that style of facial hair. It was not my favorite character.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Uh, okay.
0: To be fair, none of these are my favorite characters. <laughs> I hated every single person in this.
1: Wow. Yeah. It was tough. It was tough. Uh, we find out that uh, one, they just immediately start insulting China, start insulting the work, start insulting the thing that they're there to take uh, photos of. And the Dr. Wu's like, I would I would literally kick you out of the country right now. But somehow we need publicity here. Yeah. Again, yeah. given the situation that's going on at this particular museum, I don't think that's what they would want at all. Mm-mm. Now that I think
0: about it, with you know knowing eyes, uh, I feel like <laughs> Chinese archaeologists probably don't need a lot of publicity from American reporters. Probably none.
1: I I cannot see
0: how that would in any way uh, help their cause.
1: Especially uh, American reporters who are about to do what Donald Duck is about to do to the entire culture of China. We'll get there. Um, Su Ling at this point, who has been brought along by Huey on his moped, his Vespa, Mm -hmm. uh, as a date, turns out she's the intern for Dr. Wu working at the archaeological dig site.
2: We also need to really establish that 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 she is a human,
1: <laughs>
2: and Huey's a duck, yet they're the same size.
1: Oh, and they make out, too, at one point.
2: And they do. Spoiler alert, they make out. And yeah. I just... What I, I love, because I love Darkwing Duck, I love DuckTales, I love my ducks. But what I don't like is intermixing ducks with human characters, because it just... Wow. the universe. I get, wow. I get a speciesist. I know. So Howard the Duck is
1: like, that's like,
0: that's a no-go zone for you.
2: We do not speak of that in my household.
0: Interesting. Okay. (laughs) I guarantee you that if this were in fact the case, there were human-sized ducks walking around, that there would be some women, some men, who would be really into that corkscrew piece. are you yeah kidding? really into
2: it yeah because there's some nasty people out there mm-hmm. it would be the
1: number one fetish thing on the internet if there were human-sized ducks walking around
0: yeah, yeah.
1: I, I I just believe that about other people
0: <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> we have very little faith in people <laughs> uh, probably time for a commercial break beep, 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 beep.
1: Hey, did we all forget about the things we just said on this show? Great. <laughs> Let's keep going forward. Uh, there's the Terracotta Army. Now, I know Terracotta armies from G.I. Joe. Robert Clark Chan, don't tell me you didn't think about this, because I forget which miniseries it was. Is it Weather Dominator, Pyramid of Darkness? There's one of them, and I, I wish I had it in front of me, where they go to uh, um, the Terracotta Temple, and of course the statues come to life, because that's what you do. And as destructive as GI Joe is to world treasures, I would argue they are a fraction as destructive as the team from Quackback.
0: Man, like I, uh, I, I get it. He Donald Duck is, you know, uh, clumsy and he he breaks stuff. But it really feels like a sort of like a an almost like a cultural passive aggressiveness towards. <laughs> either yeah. china or archaeology in general like <laughs> these old like, things we don't the
2: career they, of archaeology they destroy
0: so much stuff they destroy
1: a lot we'll, we'll talk about it also and this is the part that kills me there's just giant like urns filled with treasure just lying around this place
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: gold coins rubies diamonds gems crowns Donald just hanging out around
0: this museum. You can't do that. He freaks out and, like, goes diving into it, and nobody stops him or says, hey, that's not good. That's not okay, Donald. Uh,
1: Yes, he dives into it like it's Scrooge McDuck's uh, coin bank, forgetting where he is, (laughs) and I started to get very upset. At this episode, right about yes, here, you he
2: starting to get up upset.
1: The rest of it made perfect sense to me, but here, oh. this is where I'm starting to get a little mad. <laughs> um, it turns out that the entire uh, exhibition is leaving tonight for another location, so tonight's the night where they're gonna hit. Right. That's just uh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: sure. This is the point where they're like, we got to get all our footage tonight. Donald, I need you to get out as much footage, get as much B-roll as you can of this place for our news package, and, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go ahead and just tell you what happens. Donald Duck starts standing on uh, arms of the terracotta soldiers to get better shots, and starts breaking the ancient terracotta statues through his body weight and starts accidentally rolling some of the statues towards other statues, destroying lots and lots and lots of these terracotta statues.
0: Like he's, he's a goofball and he like stumbles on things, but that is some next level shit. These (laughs) are 2000 year old terracotta warriors. He's just like, whoops, oops, oops. And no one, all we get from Dr. Wu is just like, er, you. Yes. Like, imme- like, literally, uh, the second
1: it happens, the second he destroys and defiles a dozen terracotta soldiers, priceless relics of Chinese culture, right? <laughs> I just assume they're getting kicked out of the country in the next scene. I assume that's it. I assume that immigration, the police, the, the, the government shows up and... Forcibly removes them from the country, probably after some violence. Right? Am I crazy? No, nope.
2: you are, but not about this.
1: Thank you, <laughs> thank you. Um, that means a lot, Eileen. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, and I just wrote here, so we're just going to gloss over what just happened. Nobody, <laughs> ca- nobody, nobody cares.
0: Okay, I, I had, I, I didn't know what it was I was feeling, and now it's a little bit clearer to me. This is the sort of uh, um, uh, colonialist, imperialist impulse that is just sort of just inherent in the American spirit that like we don't really think of. And it was much, much worse in the 80s and 90s because you got uh, uh, Ronald Reagan just being like, yeah, hey, let's nuke the rescues. Uh, and so like the <laughs> fact that Americans can just go over to China and just destroy priceless artifacts and everybody goes oh you like it feels to me like that's what that impulse is just like americans can do whatever the fuck they want because we're americans
1: yeah i think it's even more so uh uh, oh is that a priceless antique to you it's bullshit to me and i don't care if it breaks
0: yeah yeah and
1: deep down you don't care if it breaks because you know it's bullshit that's not okay (laughs) (laughs) he's <laughs> not good especially given that Donald Duck has no tape he's recording nothing he's the worst
0: Well, no, his job ever that is not him that's the other fucking asshole I don't know how many times I wrote Huey is a fucking asshole he's in an my asshole notes. Uh, yeah. he's like oh I want to fuck this girl and the only way I can do that is to get more time. And the only way I can do that is to destroy the tape, not even just take the tape It shows him like pulling the tape out of the cassette. Yes, he like, did. Why would you do that? You could just at the end say like, Oh, Hey, I got laid. Here's that tape. I guess we just lost it somewhere and we found it again. <laughs> he was the worst. And he's, he's the hero of this. He's the protagonist.
1: He is the literal the hero of this episode, and that is maybe the most upsetting part. Eileen, uh, I'll have to ask. Now, back in the day. Yes. If Huey was hitting on you, would you go for it?
2: In 96 or like in my single days? Both. 96, probably yes, because I was seven, and I probably would like, magic is real. Um <laughs> In my single, like adult single days, probably not. I think I'd like to think that I was seen right through it, and I would be like, "You have Bieber hair. You're too young for me." <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair point. That is a fair point. Now, uh, Robert Clark Chan, question for
1: you: We're going to the Mandarin Castle next. How do you feel about that?
0: <sighs> <laughs> Look, they like someone heard a Chinese thing once, and it was Mandarin, and they're like, "That's probably a thing, right?" And at least they made the effort.
2: They tried.
0: Did they, though?
3: (laughs) Not much.
0: No. So,
1: okay. We find out now that there are known robberies happening of the treasure uh, of this whole thing, right? They're moving it. But Dr. Wu absolutely knows, and as does Su Ling, as does apparently everybody involved that there are uh, robberies happening, which means, again, I don't think they would necessarily want a lot of publicity at this moment, right? You don't want publicity over the fact you're getting robbed and you can't figure out who's doing it or protect your goods.
3: Mm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Am I? Is that reasonable human logic?
2: Human logic, but is it duck logic?
0: What? Mm. Great point. <laughs> and as we know, this cartoon is... Uh made with a target audience of ducks mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yes uh donald's there i just have a, a, a everybody's going to bed everybody's good but huey the asshole kicks out at the count of two so he can he could try to bone he's like i'm gonna f- i'm gonna sneak in oh, here we go i'm going to sneak into the museum i'm gonna hide in there i'm gonna see who's robbing the museum because apparently the security and police forces of China are too stupid to look at the exhibit overnight.
0: They've got one security guard. What more do you need?
2: Yeah. They're understaffed.
1: That is the most upsetting part. One of those gold coins could staff a second security guard for an entire year. I'm just saying if it's getting stolen anyway, spend it.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. okay.
1: So they lock down and this is Okay there are so many logical problems I have and I'm shocked in a Disney afternoon property, which I generally, when we do a Disney, I tend to give it a little bit more credit, a little bit more mm-hmm. leeway. Maybe I shouldn't, but in this particular case, I kept finding, and this is me. I kept finding so many logic problems. <laughs> I start. I kept getting mad. They locked down the room with all the treasure in it, right? Do we all establish there is one room it has all the treasure in it mm-hmm. and we have locked it down with the one door in. Do we all agree that that's what happened?
0: That sounds about right.
2: Yeah, that seems it. That seems correct. That,
1: Huey <laughs> hit in a chest that no one checked. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And he starts he starts looking around. He sees pearls on one of the terracotta warriors. And uh, Chan, I asked for the sound poll. Let's see if you grabbed it for me. The terracotta warriors start moving because we knew they would. That's that's what white people do with terracotta warriors and stories.
2: Am I right?
1: Thank you. <laughs> and Huey says,
2: What is this? Attack of the
3: pottery people?
1: <laughs> and I think this is where we get to the meat of it. We don't care that thousand-year-old terracotta warriors important to culture and history uh, at all we don't care about them why because they're basically basically shit you would buy at pottery barn yeah yeah i think i think i think they sort of give the game away with that line right
0: there <laughs> to be um, fair pottery barn pretty nice stuff
1: uh, delightful think,
2: yeah like uh, anything i have from pottery barn i treasure
1: you, you have three of the most domesticated people in history on this podcast right now. <laughs> yeah. We love Pottery Barn. We love Pier 1 Imports. And we love oh. Ikea. I'm going to oh. say it right out loud right now, right? Yes. Am I right? I love
2: World Market.
1: Cost Plus World Market was my fourth. Thank you. Oh. Thank, <laughs> you.
2: Yeah, <okay. laughs>
1: Thank you. Okay. Thank you. We're all on the same page. I um, love
2: staying inside with my things.
1: Staying inside with my things is literally what you could name the race to Canis story. (laughs) (laughs) Can I talk to you about this final girl uh, playthrough? Anyway, the point I'm trying to make here is that no, no to all of the above. At this point, at this point, okay, this is where I get confused. Remember that thing that we all agreed to earlier? That this entire area was locked down behind a security door, and that was the only way in or out. Do we remember agreeing to that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because Huey finds his way to toward an open area where he runs into a security guard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Security guard was on the other side of that door when we locked it.
0: Was he? I assume there was a security guard inside. because This like- is
1: a very large, open, winding area. This was one room that we locked down. I'm...
2: I'm, I'm
0: confused. Uh, that's not uncommon.
2: Yeah, that's just part of the course. I'm
1: confused because this is a locked down room. Uh-huh. And he was the only one in there. Uh-huh. Sure. And he found other humans in a winding oh. open area.
0: Then I guess doesn't there was doesn't, someone else there
1: doesn't seem like strange. that should be what happens given what we saw earlier
2: well this is also a world where a human-sized duck makes makes out with a human-sized human no obviously that's hot the point i'm trying no! to make is no
0: <laughs> i mean if it's got a porn hub topic then like it's 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 real it's real well, deal. I,
2: don't, I don't know if it does or not cuz i'm a good little catholic
1: bitch Listen, there's nothing about uh, listen, when you find the part where Jesus says in the Bible, New Testament, <laughs> don't make out with ducks.
0: <laughs> don't don't look up duck porn on Pornhub. I
2: should yeah. have made that one of the readings at my wedding. <laughs>
0: It would have really helped this moment
1: honestly yeah it would be mind. i
2: didn't think um, about podcasts i'm sorry
3: <laughs> well
1: yeah that's a rookie that's a rookie mistake
2: I know, I know well next time
1: you could ask robert clark Chan and me literally everything we do in life is basically thinking about a podcast
0: yeah it is it is a sad life
1: it's a really uncomfortable way to live it so is sorry. unfortunate in every way um <laughs> but here we are G.I. Joe will return after these
3: messages. Say goodbye Elastic Mickey Mouse and Elastic Donald Duck. Oh, what a funny pair. Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck, they stretch from here to there. Oh, what luck you can stretch, Donald Duck, and with Mickey do the same. Donald Duck and Mickey Mouse, everybody knows the name. M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-E. Elastic Mickey Mouse and Elastic Donald Duck, each sold separately, by
0: Mego.
1: Back to G.I. Joe. Uh, let's cut back to Su Ling. Su Ling says, Dr. Wu did it. He knew about the statues coming to life. Let's go catch him. And immediately I wrote, okay, she guilty. <laughs> and then two seconds later, she disappears like Batman. Should have been your second clue, Huey. And he's got a marble. Why did she give him this marble? That was like the one clue that they had to find them.
0: Um, uh, you know what? That was never clear to me. Um, yeah, like it. it I guess she dropped it. No, nope. but she also gave him a marble earlier. Yeah, and I don't remember what happened to that.
1: She dropped it. That's the same marble they've been playing back and forth this whole time. And later, when she's wearing the jade crown that controls the terracotta warriors, spoiler alert: one of the marbles is missing from the headdress because right. it's the one that Huey has and it seems to me like an unforced error she gave him that shit for no good
0: reason on purpose apparently she didn't need it like it didn't affect th- the
1: clearly.
2: I, mean, I thought she was just giving a shout out to my dog my do- for listeners my dog's name is Marbles
1: yes thank you also then, one of the most delightful puppies in history, just for the thank record. Thank
2: you. And when I was watching this episode, anytime they said the word Marble, he did perk his ears up a little bit and I would go,
0: oh!
1: <laughs> Even during this, he's adorable. hmm
0: Terrible. I honestly had forgotten your dog's name was Marbles, and I thought you were talking about my dog. Like, you're the man now, dog. i was like, that's, that's a weird wow. poll, but sure. Wow,
2: uh, you don't follow any of the photos that I post. On a daily basis, because Uh, life has been very hard in a post 2020 world. And I try to spread serotonin in the form of cute dog pictures. Look, whether I want to or not, I -hmm. see at least a dozen
1: pictures of this dog every day of my entire life. (laughs)
0: He's
2: perfect. He looks like the dog emoji, but he's real.
1: And I say as as if there was a single day I didn't want to see those pictures. Let me just point that out trying to be coy over here but more is what i'm trying to say
2: okay Um,
1: let's go to the stakeout ladies and gentlemen huey dewey and Louie have decided to stake out the mandarin castle yeah they have hijinks but they do notice through their binoculars a statue a statue with a handful of loot sneaking out of one of the upper windows and that just, that one got me. I was just like, what are we doing? What is happening right now? Um, because the statue jumps off the rooftop and shatters its legs. <laughs> and then just keeps going. Yeah. I, I, and, it, and then he ends up leading them to the office of Dr. Wu. So obviously he's guilty. This is where the story is. uh, Script writers at home, pay attention. This is where Dr. Wu, uh, this is where the story is trying to lead us. Dr. Wu did it. So they, they try to attack Dr. Wu. And what actually, I did laugh. Because they attempt violence against Dr. Wu. They jump on him. The lights go out. They come back on. And Dr. Wu is standing there and they've beaten each other up. And I laughed. I said, that's a good bit. Lights go back down again. Comes back up. Next thing I know, Doctor Wu is in uh, ropes and he's gagged. And they even do that cartoon bit where they rip the tape off of his mouth, and the Fu Manchu mustache and mouth stay on the tape, and he talks to them through the tape. Mm-hmm. That's not a problem, right?
0: I feel like it should be. <laughs> it, but... should be.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it sure should be. Um, this is where we find out about the Jade Crown. Dr. Wu, and this, again, Dr. Wu, I think, has dropped the ball many times in this episode. Uh, Many times. Uh, He says, I know that the Terracotta Warriors are stealing the loot. I feel like there's more he could do with that information than literally nothing.
0: Well, He's trying to suss out, I guess, who's doing it? Like... There's only so many people attached to this
1: operation (laughs) and he knows it's not him. So he says, I also know that there is a Jade crown artifact that can, can allow people to control the terracotta warriors. Again, I feel like there's more he could be doing with this information other than literally nothing. They find the marble, and excuse me, I need another sound pull, Chan, because one of the ducklings has one of the most disrespectful nicknames for Dr. Wu, I, I think is humanly possible.
2: Duckley Possible.
1: Duckley Possible. Thank you. <laughs> good correction. Good correction.
2: Mm-hmm. Hand me that tin cup, Wu Man.
1: Dr. Wu. Wu Man. <laughs> Literally calls him a woman, and in 1996, bros would consider that an insult.
2: Dang.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty bad. <sighs>
1: Wait, who is Are that you- character? I- what just happened?
2: Are you shitting right now?
1: <laughs> was that a character from Laughing that you're hoping we don't notice? What is happening?
0: That was a that was a yawn, um, combined with a butt clenching uh mm. combined with like a like get a it. mild nausea so
2: in there get that emodium
0: mm. oh, oh man maybe that's what i need uh this is where we
1: the the marble that su ling gave to huey now has magical properties even mm-hmm. though it's not attached to the crown and it rolls around a map showing them where the location of the treasure is i can't help but think su ling dropped the ball in her plan by giving the one of the very few people who could stop her, the means to find her, we go to that particular lair. Am I the only one who got Dragon's Lair, the classic Don Bluth video oh, game vibes?
2: I got no, I got that vibe too.
1: Thank you. Uh, the walking around the dragon whose name uh, I cannot remember to save my life. Someone is yelling at their radio right now. I cannot remember the name of this dragon. It is not smog, but like it's the exact (laughs) same treasure chamber from the finale of the Dragon's Lair video game. Yeah. Uh, Somebody else talk
2: for a sec because I need the name of this dragon or I will be upset. (laughs) Anyway, my dog is a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. His name is Marbles. He, He will be three years old in September and he's a good boy.
1: Does he have an Instagram account that people should know about?
2: He does. His Instagram is at Marbles the good boy, uh, because I, as I already said, he is a good boy. Look, These I don't, I don't normally uh, advocate
1: <laughs> for animal social media. Mm. This is the most goddamn adorable dog in the history of the canine species. I'll say it. Wow. I'm not a, I'm not a dog person. I'm a cat person. Mm-hmm. This dog would convert me.
2: You would like him because he's so, like, he's soft like like a cat is soft. Like, when you pet him, it feels like you're petting a cat, but it's a dog.
1: Eileen, don't sell it too much or I will <laughs> kidnap him.
2: You can't. He's my ESA and I need him to feel alive.
1: <laughs> the dragon's name is Singe. Singe. Great Singe. name for a dragon. That's really good. Uh, yeah. It's literally just piles of gold with just treasure strewn about, but still plenty of room to move plenty of room to walk around it's magical and here we are at the end of act three we're in the caves of where chan kowtow
0: i didn't even notice that one yeah that's that's
1: we've gone from the city of wonton Mm -hmm. to the mandarin castle to the caves of kowtow
0: yeah this was made in 1965 right
1: this was made roughly right around the same time as Big Trouble in Little China because she is Fu Manchu from that movie at this point.
0: Uh Big Trouble in Little China did this a thousand times better. Ten I, thousand I argue, times yes. better. Great movie. And man. was what, ten years earlier?
1: Now I haven't seen it in a while. Uh very racist. Not racist enough. Chan, what do you think?
0: What? Big trouble in Little China? Yeah not racist at all.
1: I feel like it was respectful, right?
0: Yeah, quality film.
1: The thing is, just because I think it was respectful based on past memories does not mean that is an accurate statement. Yeah, yep. that's yep.
2: not. I I would just void that statement. <laughs> so this is why
1: this is why I asked the question on a place where we're recording to make sure that I have backup.
0: Big trouble in little China gets a pass.
1: Oh. From an
3: Asian.
2: Wow. wow. Okay. okay.
1: So, this part maybe upset me more than any other part of the entire show, and I've been upset several times. She has the Jade crown. She is a Chinese young lady. 13. 13 years old. Jesus. <laughs> and she has control of the terracotta warriors, who are thousands, and a literal relic, like this is the declare. Each one is the Declaration of Independence. Like, mm-hmm. consider each one like that as far as culture goes. <laughs> and Su Ling She's is bored. So, so she is literally using her jade crown of power to make them rock 'em, sock 'em robots fight each other and smash into each other and
2: also square dance.
0: Square. Uh,
2: now I'm back in with my Midwestern knowledge. <laughs> Why is she smashing
1: them? Just on one, on a on a, on a on a historical level, somebody who grew up to respect that stuff would never do that, hopefully. But two, this is the only army she's going to have, and it's a finite value. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It makes no goddamn sense.
0: Well, uh, I, I feel like she knew her time was coming and all she could do was enjoy it. Live life to the fullest, I say. Seize the day. Seize mm. the crockery,
2: Carpe diem. Eat fish. Yeah.
1: So a funny moment happened. Second funny moment, I thought of the whole thing, and that's where they pick up the ceremonial uh, sword. And it gets destroyed immediately because it's a ceremonial sword, not a real sword. I laughed. I was like, that's what would happen.
0: Yeah, fair. Mm
1: -hmm. They use that sword by jamming it into a treasure chest and using it as a catapult to launch priceless goblets and other artifacts at the priceless artifact (sighs) terracotta warriors, (sighs) destroying both in the process.
2: Oh boy! Every
1: part of this upsets me.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Maybe it's because I grew up poor. (laughs) Maybe it's because I was poor until very late in life.
2: Wow! Way to brag that you're not poor right now,
1: (laughs) you guys. I'm not poor anymore. Sorry. Wow.
2: Okay. okay. Burst your bubble.
1: Ray's finally moving on up. panorama city
2: oh,
1: Panorama <laughs> city. um
2: where one of my doctor's offices is Let's see
1: me too oh, yeah good old oh, kaiser. Kaiser? <laughs> um i know the kaiser kaiser's right by here here we go yeah,
2: that's where i go to get my skin examined
0: <laughs>
1: guys
2: all listeners if you see me in the Kaiser dermatology department, say, hey,
1: <laughs> Eileen, what I'm going to tell you right now will blow your mind. Next time you're getting your skin examined at that Kaiser, think to yourself, I live within a half mile of Ray's house right now. I'm going to find that's you. you I
2: mean, I could just text you and be like, hey, I'm nearby. You could literally just come by
1: anytime you wanted to. <laughs> no, I'm yes, like, i be like, I got
2: my skin examined. It was very violating. and I need to be cheered up. <laughs>
1: Uh, you better bring marbles. That's all I'm saying. Um, oh, I will. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. You want to run around the yard, go on the slide? You're welcome to.
2: Amazing. All right. It's done. We did it. <laughs> we
1: did it, ladies and gentlemen. We found out where Ray lives within a half mile.
0: He's <laughs> <laughs> got a compass and is drawing a circle. I, look,
1: I sometimes worry I give away too much information because me and Robert Clark Chen met at the Panorama Mall not far from my house.
2: Oh, my. I know that mall.
1: <laughs> we met at Bouncy Funland.
2: Oh my God.
1: The place with all the bouncy castles indoors must be safe. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, the rest of you don't come by, please. Eileen, anytime. The rest <laughs> of you, mm, unless unless you're bringing over some Final Girl, because this this solo board game Jesus is Christ. really the, the ultimate horror
0: experience. Is what well, I'm trying then to the dragon comes to life. <laughs>
1: Dragon throne happens and dragon throne comes to life. Yes. Defeated by that marble, which has no magical properties, but can be used to be flung at a medium velocity.
2: Sure.
0: And then he slips on it and yeah. This ending's a bit of a letdown.
2: What a weird finale to an entire series. You
1: know, (laughs) The dragon, okay, so there's a throne that's shaped like a dragon. Cool. Very cool. She makes the dragon come to life to attack Huey, Dewey, and Louie. It is a kind of cool green dragon, except for the fact that it's wearing underwear. Why is it wearing underwear? I don't know.
0: I don't know. I have thoughts, but I don't think that anybody wants to hear them.
1: I tried to argue that it was wrestling like trunks. Mm. But it's basically underwear. He shoots the marble, so the dragon slips on it and then breaks into a few pieces or something or breaks his legs. I don't know. I don't know how this shit works. At which point, somehow they get the crown. I forget how they did it. They uh, get the, the crown away the from dragon
0: her. falls because he slips on the marble there and, we go. and lands near Su Ling, and she's like, whoa, and the crown goes away, and then they pick it up, and then they destroy it. They They just fucking destroy it. They launch it against the wall of the cavern and it blows up. They could have given it. They didn't know how to use it. Uh, They could have given it to Dr. Wu, who would have then been able to uh, tell the terracotta warriors to put her in handcuffs and take her to jail and then saved all of these priceless artifacts. Save them. But instead, they fucking destroyed it. They didn't. Uh, I don't know about your notes right here. My note
1: is, I hate this. (laughs) This is the moment I got the most angry. (laughs) I hate this. Eileen, where are you at here?
2: Oh, uh, I hate this.
1: Okay, excellent. We're on the same page.
2: We're on the same page.
1: Excellent. Um, This takes us to our epilogue. (laughs) Because 13-year-old Su Ling is going to child jail.
0: I mean, I feel like in China, there probably are legit child jails.
1: Oh, no. She's going to. Now, I would point out everything she stole got returned.
0: Well, she except did, for the shit she broke.
1: Uh, did she break more than Huey, Dewey, Louie and Donald?
0: Honestly, probably not.
1: Why is she the one going to jail? That's the question that I have.
0: It's a good question.
1: This should be an international incident. Huey, Dewey. <laughs> and I'm going to say sorry right now. Quack pack should end with them in international jail.
2: Uh, Maybe that's I like the UN is like, what are we going to do to get these ducks out of jail?
0: <laughs> that I'd must like have been what season torture. two was going to be. Yeah. Story Maybe. Arc
1: Maybe. Um. Immediately. Immediately. Within three seconds, Huey has two more girlfriends.
0: Jesus Christ. He has yeah. two more
1: girlfriends.
0: This is... So toxic,
1: and neither um, one of them is Chinese. Can I point out?
0: I mean, given how they animated Su Ling, they could be. Who knows? You know what? That's a good point.
2: But also, um, but they're both still human,
1: <laughs> and they're both like taller than. It's weird. They're very large. It compared weird.
2: To it's weird. I don't no like it. I'm, I, I, again, I'm specious. I think ducks should be with ducks. And humans should be with humans.
1: So, Eileen, thanks for coming on the show. When is your Fox News uh, uh, segment starting?
2: Oh, uh, it's starting right now. This is it. Oh,
0: shit. Okay. Oh, oh boy. Oh,
2: Mr. Murdoch, <laughs> I, I hope you you're that. paying attention.
1: I hope you're not Murdoch. Whoa! You guys, I'm very clever. I'm very are- clever. Okay. <laughs>
3: Eileen,
2: please it. come back
1: every week. Come back every week, please.
2: please. I, I'm here. I, I get, I'm i very near the Kaiser. Not really. I'm in Burbank. You know Burbank.
1: I do. I do know Burbank That's very nice.
2: well. I like it.
1: Eileen, um, unfortunately, I just saw the message chain. Uh, you've been vetoed by Robert Clark Chan from ever coming back again. Well, uh, we had a good
2: run. We
1: had a good run. <laughs> unfortunately, when you, when you prop up my ego this much... You never get asked to return unfortunately. I'm sorry.
2: Usually I'm like, fuck Ray, but I'm usually really today.
1: Yeah, we're arch enemies like, most of the time. I don't know what happened.
2: I guess this is what married dog yeah. having Eileen is like. I don't know. <laughs>
1: Happy Eileen is a whole different animal. I'll tell I you.
2: I like it. But <laughs> well, now I'm having my crisis.
1: <laughs> well, that was fast. Shit! There's a moment when you're married with a delightful dog, and you think to yourself, "That Ray guy is kind of funny," and that's when you realize something went wrong. <laughs> something went wrong. Yeah, I don't know. And my last point, the last thing I wrote about this episode is just, "Huh?" And I think that's where I think is an appropriate place to leave Quack Pack.
2: I feel like that yeah. just describes the whole journey that we went on. this was the finale this is how they're like we've said all i mean obviously like it's not because they wanted to end but what if what if they were like this is how we've said all that we need to say about these guys this
0: this is uh some overconfident writers being like of course we're getting a season two we're gonna blow them out of the water we'll just leave this dreck here and you know no one will notice
1: you guys I i don't know if we're coming back but if we're not this is our stamp
2: <laughs> this is how we want to end the season our 39 <laughs> episode season because this is this is disney channel in the 90s
0: put this on my tombstone dear lord
1: <laughs> and that's quack pack ladies and gentlemen 1996 this is how it ends mm-hmm. huey dewey and louie as 15 year old fuck boys
2: Mm-hmm. With beeper hair, yes. If
1: you haven't watched this for this episode, check just check out those haircuts, because this this shit is gross. It's they just, look it's,
2: like all three of them look like they uh, they don't own headboards. <laughs> there
1: are no there are all mattresses on grounds happening right here. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> oh my god, that's a little too real. Um, you guys. What a delight. What an episode. We had a what? lot of fun.
3: Eileen
1: Eileen Mary O'Connell, tell the people about yourself. Where can they find you online?
2: Oh my goodness. Well, you can find me on Twitter at I underscore lean. It's not as exciting as it used to be because Elon took away my ha- my check mark. I had one! <laughs> <laughs> uh or follow me on Twitter at Eileen Mary O'Connell, because someone already took the I underscore lean hashtag and um I, I wasn't appreciative of that. And follow my dog at Marbles the good boy. That's what, That's what we were waiting, for we're, waiting for, for. we're all
1: waiting for it. Yep. There it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert Clark Chan, anything you would like to plug?
0: Mm. See, I wanted to say my butthole. I, I gave myself a moment to so I think of something else I couldn't I couldn't so we all you
2: know. want to plug your butthole but not I, just because yeah. of recent events.
1: <laughs> Cham, we, all, we all want to plug your butthole. Not in a sexual way necessarily. But in sometimes the sci- in a sexual way, yeah.
2: And and the scientific way.
1: Yeah, totally I mean, both. Both are active. sexual ways. way. The <laughs>
0: I like fucking for science.
1: I should not have poured that drink. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm going down dark paths right now, and here I am
2: drinking.
1: We have a bullet bourbon and Coke Zero, ladies and gentlemen. Oh!
2: Uh,
1: When we hit the commercial break, I turned to everybody and I said, "Fuck it, it's Friday night. Let's go."
2: Did it happened? (laughs) And I sung Christmas carols.
1: (laughs) I hope all of that makes the show in one way or another.
2: I went on a rampage and it was (laughs) great. (laughs)
1: Y'all, Chan, make this make it so.
3: Hey you! No 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 no! Don't look over here. Keep your eyes on the road. Got something for you. Take a listen to this. In the newest Pokemon, they have Score Bunny, which is a starter. What? Yes. Score Score Bunny. So it's it's a fire bunny that plays soccer. He kicks balls. He scores. Great. Score like scorch, I think. Yeah.
1: Oh, I get it. Like goal. <laughs> like score. <bunny. laughs> Rad. There's Score Bunny. Who uses his mad soccer skills to steal, I think, like donuts or something like that?
3: How does he use his soccer skills to steal donuts? He kicks it. Oh, yummy.
1: The best part is, though, Score Bunny wants to go and follow Ash and go on big adventures. Oh, my God.
3: Ash is still the main character of the anime?
1: Yes. Where have you been? Yeah. So Ash is like, I'm getting on the train. I'm leaving, Score (laughs) Bunny.
3: And Score Bunny's like, He's 80 years old. That's why he sounds like that. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing makes donuts taste better than a foot coming in contact with them. If you like what you heard and love co-op with your friends, check out Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. That's Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast